We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. For boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-H-N-N-Bet.com to start winning. Blue Wire. Welcome back. This is the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier. Joined as always, my co-host Nick Filato. As we roll on today with our draft coverage, we wanted to bring back a show that was very popular last year that we didn't know was going to be popular. We were kind of throwing it out there. It was against what we, not against, but different from what we normally do. And everyone seemed to love it and wanted more. And so we tried to find a way to incorporate some more gambling, betting stuff into our own content. A little like I remember me and Nick talking about a couple weeks after that. We didn't really have a good way for it. So we said, screw it. Let's not try to do that. Let's not try to be who we aren't. Let's instead just bring back on the expert and let him do his thing. So we're bringing back on Elliot Chris to talk draft props with us, betting, everything of that nature. So thank you again for joining us, Elliot. And tell us a little bit about your new role because I saw it pop on Twitter. I was like, damn, bro, Matthew Barry, let's do this. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm I'm excited to be back. It's it's draft season. Um, I tried to explain some of the bets and why I bet them to my fiance last night, and she's like, uh, "Just tell me if you won or lost." None of this makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. I share that information. I'll be keeping. That. <laughs> uh, you guys have a great show, but I I'm not sure this is the kind of podcast that she's tuning in for. Um, but. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm really, really excited to partner up with Matthew Barry and get that CEO position. I mean, listen, you break into this space, you you have no idea kind of the directions it's going to go. And to partner with someone like him who's got an amazing reputation and obviously is like the the figurehead of the industry. Uh, we're rebuilding his entire newsletter and website. We're going to come out. Everything's going to be 100% free. A lot of tools that people charge for are going to be on the site. And just a customized newsletter experience that's in your inbox every morning. Uh, with filled with fantasy football and betting uh, information, um, you can go to fantasylife.com and sign up for the newsletter. Everything again is 100% free. I will say that we're going to relaunch everything in July. We're really, really excited about all of that. Um, the newsletter will look completely different. It's going to be a new year, new us, and we're going to do some things in this industry that I think are really going to shake it up. And I'm very excited to be uh, be a big part of it. 
I interned for them, Elliot, uh, a couple of years ago with Yasin and Stacy. I'm not sure if they're still there, though. Uh, so that's that is a little confusing. The Fantasy Life newsletter and the Fantasy Life app are different products. So the Fantasy Life okay. app is owned by Betsperts. This is owned by Matthew Barry. So it's it's two. It, he sold he he owned the Fantasy Life brand because of the book he launched or sold and uh, was on the New York Times bestseller. Created kind of two companies within it, and they split out. So one got sold. That's the Fantasy Life app, and this is Fantasy Life. It's confusing. I will just say this. The Fantasy Life app is awesome. The Fantasy Life website and newsletter will be fantastic. Yeah, I find a lot of value in these newsletters. I'm running one myself for CBS Sports, and there's a lot of more people than you think who want that in their inbox. Look, it's very, it's a very digestible way to get the content you need, especially with what I assume your newsletter will be, and I'm sure it will be, which is just nuggets, digestible content, not a lot of filler, and that's what people want right now. And so I'm excited to read it, especially because I love to give any props to you, Elliot, and, and Matthew Berry, because he's the one who got me into fantasy in the first place, which kind of launched this entire career for me. So let's talk draft, though. That's what the people want to hear. The people want to know where to place their money, where to place their bets. And so first, I want to make this a little giant specific. And I want to know from your standpoint, because me and Nick talk all the time about these Giants picks at number five and seven overall, but we don't speak on it from a betting standpoint, right? We don't look at these odds, which can tell you a story. I mean, just look back at the 2019 draft with Daniel Jones, how those odds dramatically change and so on and so forth. So are you getting, are, have you seen any uh, odd trend or odds trends or anything that you've noticed that would suggest that you think the Giants are leaning toward a specific player or position at number five overall? Yeah, so NFL draft betting is a beast unlike anything else, right? I, I'm going to answer your question. I promise that. I just I kind of want to lay the scene. There, there's a couple things that happen. One is there odds move like crazy because it's an informational best based thing, right? Like it's the one thing where laying minus 500 probably doesn't get you killed all the time because in sports crazy things happen, but certain guys we know are going in the first round or whatever. People just are scared to lay the juice. Um, and then, so you'll see a lot of lines move crazy and some people bet into the steam. You kind of want to get in there beforehand, right? So like if a guy was plus 500 and now he's plus 200, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be there. It just means that the value on that number was probably great, which is what ultimately you're trying to do. You're trying to get as much value throughout all these different scenarios because the giants may love Evan Neal. But then all of a sudden, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, for some reason, is there. And then Evan Neal was in all the – that's who they were going to take. And then somehow Hutch fell, right? Um, so I think that that aspect of it's very important. And then one of the questions you're going to ask that I think is really important to, to lay out as well is how do you make draft props and, like, how do you know whose information is good? And that takes probably years of studying. One of the things I've learned is there's a lot of names in this industry. And when they say something on shows or anything like that, you'll see the odds move because the books respect them and big gamblers respect them. And there's a, there's a other big names in this industry that say certain things are going to happen. The odds don't move at all. Uh, you probably want to pay attention to when certain people talk, the odds move uh, <laughs> people who are putting money on it and people whose job it is to balance the books are paying a lot of attention to that. The Daniel Jeremiah's of the world, when he says something, it matters a lot. Um, no, no shade thrown to Mel Kuyper at all, but you know you want to understand what people are doing different mock drafts as well. Like some of them are for, well, this is what I would do, or this is like these are fun scenarios because we have to keep it fresh the whole time. So I just think that's all really important. All that being said, 
the the odds really dictate that the Giants are looking in on two players. Um, and they're both tackles, right? Whether it's Evan Neal or um, Ekum. And, like, there's there's talk about Sauce, right? Obviously, Bradbury, the, the questions with him and the fact that they probably want a corner. Um, Stingley has shot up the board the last few days in terms of the seventh overall pick. There's talks that Gardner may go three or four. Now, Lovey Smith and uh, has never drafted a corner in the first round, but this is it's really tough with the regime changes, right? And you were talking about before Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. There's been a history of Dave Gettleman kind of leaking who the Giants were going to take. We don't have that this year. We do have uh, a Bills organization that historically did trade up for guys that they were very interested for. I think I think there's a chance that the Giants are actually a trade-up possibility uh, because I think the guy that everyone thought was going one all year long or recently was Aiden Hutchinson. Trayvon Walker, I think, is going to go first overall. Mm-hmm. And I think once Hutch falls, the Lions are going to be sitting there and people are going to say, well – he went to Michigan. That's that area. Where is that going to go? I think that spot becomes live because I think the Lions like two guys. I think they like Kayvon Thibodeau, and I think they like Malik Willis. Um, and that's the thing that's so interesting about this draft compared to everybody. And I know this is an incredibly long-winded answer, but typically we have our top quarterbacks that set the tone for the entire draft. This year, you, you see Willis go as high as two pick it at six, and then the first quarterback off the board at 20 to the Steelers. So it, it changes so much, and there's so much movement, and there's so little to go off of. But the Giants are in such a strong position here because ultimately I think they walk away with two two positions in the top seven, potentially trade down to, uh, but tackle, and I don't think it's going to be Charles Cross. Um, potentially edge if Thibodeau falls to five. And he's gotten a lot of steam. His number was five and a half. It's already dropped to four and a half. And the juice, which means the the more money, whenever you say juice, it means the more money you have to lay, which means the the odds imply that it is going to happen, is now on the under four and a half. Um, he's Thibs is actually the favorite for the second overall pick right now, um, which is interesting because Hutch Hutch's odds to go one have really dropped, but haven't really dropped for two and Thibs have. So it's interesting. Um, but if I had to guess right now, I think Evan Neal is going to be the fifth pick in the draft for the New York Giants. And I think the seventh pick in the draft is going to be Stingley, uh, out of LSU, uh, for the the Giants. And right now that if you hit on that combination specifically, it's 40 to one on Finn. And you probably can also get Stingley at good odds. I haven't checked it out. I should take a look, but Stingley at seven overall, I'm going to take a look right now as we speak. This is bad radio one, I believe for the Giants. Let's see. Yeah. What did you say it was? 13 to 1 last time I checked. 13 to 1 on DraftKings. I think that is. Let's take a look. Bad radio. I know. I apologize. I just want to find this. 12 to 1 right now on DraftKings. So pretty damn good odds if you want to throw. And I think that's a pretty good bet. I mean, I think there's a better than 12 to 1 chance that they do go Stingley. If Gardner goes earlier, or even if not, because Stingley could be viewed as just a better fit for the system, there's a good enough chance that that could happen. I mean, we know the Giants, we've talked about this throughout the podcast, me and Nick, we know the Giants want to put a priority on these on these cornerbacks, these man coverage cornerbacks, and he can do that. So that's interesting to me, Elliot. I want to talk a little bit about one thing that stood out to me too, and I'm curious to get your take, Nick, if you have any other draft odds that stood out to you. But one thing I've, I'm interested in is uh, Trayvon Walker, the under three and a half that he, his draft position right now is three and a half and the juice is heavy on 
the on the side suggesting that he will go within those first three picks. Now, if like you said, what happens happens, and or you think Trayvon Walker goes one overall. If that doesn't happen, though, is is there any chance? Because I haven't seen much buzz for either of those teams picking at two and three to go Walker. So if they don't go Walker at one, I feel like it's almost like <laughs> seems like a slam dunk to me that he'll that you'll hit that over and you're getting good juice on it. Um, I've off. heard the Texans are very interested in him. Okay. That's one of the things I've heard. Um, I don't think he's in play for the Lions. I think he's, there, there's not really many secrets about it. he's Trent Balky's guy. And, you know, Balky, this is an interesting narrative I heard, but it actually makes sense because Balky hates Harbaugh. And Harbaugh's, <laughs> like, star player is Hutchinson. Right. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where people don't realize, but, like, grudges – these people are human beings. They do play a role in things. Um, I, especially I think you can get. About, I don't want to cut you off, but especially when we're talking about Balky, right? Like this is a yes. Dave Gettleman level bad GM. He's the worst GM in the sport right now, and he's kind of on a tier of his own. Yes. Um, I got Walker at minus one forty to go under three and a half, like a month ago. Yeah. So it's now minus two fifty. Yeah, I have a fair amount of money on Walker. First overall at plus 350. I hit it again today at plus 195. Um, I think by this time next week, he'll be minus 200 or minus 300 to go first overall. Wow, there you go. I mean, that has to be the best bet. Just based on that, you're getting plus 190 right now for something that LA thinks is going to drop to. I have, I have 100% lock, but you have to be willing to put up a lot of money. Oh, I like to hear that. We do need to get to your 100% lock. You know what? That's not easy. Let's just do it right now. What's your 100% lock so I can get my phone going right now, log on to my app, and make so sure this I one's, this one's not fun. This one's not fun. But so this is what I was talking about before in terms of laying heavy juice. Trevor Penning, he's been connected as high as the Seahawks at nine. Uh, he's a tackle. Uh, his over-under right now is 16.5, minus 150 on the under. He's connected to a ton of teams between ten and 20, or 9 and 20. Um, I've even heard that the Cowboys basically said he won't fall past us and that they're looking to trade up to get him. He's only minus 500 to go in the first round, which implies about an 80% probability. But what we're really looking at is about a 99% probability. He basically needs to not break the law and not get injured for the next eight days. So FanDuel, this is something that's brand new, actually now allows you to parlay some of this stuff. So on FanDuel, you can parlay guys that go in the top five. You can't cross these, but you can just do these individual ones. You can parlay guys that go in the top five. You can parlay guys that go in the top ten. And you can parlay guys who go in the first round overall. So on FanDuel, you can take um, – What's his name? The corner out of Washington. I'm blanking on it. Trent um, McDuffie. McDuffie. Yeah. McDuffie. You can take him who's over under 17 and a half and Penning's over under who's 16 and a half and get minus 270 odds, which implies, you know, about 66%. That's closer to 99% too. And so it's just, you have to be willing to put up the capital. But the way I look at it is this isn't like three or four months. If I can get a 20% return or whatever over nine days, there's not a stock I wouldn't buy. 
at a 20% return. So those are the two boring bets. I'll give you some long shots I like too, but uh, I just want to throw those out there. Oh, I like those bets a lot, especially with Penning. It's like you're never going to – Penning's not dropping today too. It's just when you have that kind of – I'm not a huge fan of Penning, and I know Nick isn't either, but that's not the point. The point is when you have that body type, that length, that athleticism, a team is going to take a chance on you. Colton Miller was a player a few drafts ago who I didn't think belonged in the first round. I was dead wrong on him because he had incredible athleticism, incredible length, and a moldable tackle. And he ended up going so high in the draft. And I'm like, wow, a team took Colton Miller over Derwin James. makes no sense to me. But it didn't matter. Not only did Colton Miller become a good player, he was drafted there. That's the point we're trying to make here. And I think you're spot on with Penning. I'm going to take that straight up at minus 500. I don't even need a parlay. I'll, I'll lay the odds. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it's it's one of those like I put I put two thousand dollars on it. Now that's a that's a big bet for me. It's a very I, I typically bet between one hundred and two dollars, uh, one hundred and two hundred dollars. Uh, twenty units bet, you put on that bad boy. Wow, that's that's technically twenty units, right? This is my this is my um, <laughs> Vegas Dave Whale lock of the century yeah. twenty unit play that I've never done before. But literally for me, it was just a I felt it was a free four hundred dollars. Right, I like that. Elliot, I have a yeah, Elliot. I have a quick question, just because we're talking about offensive tackles. What are the odds saying about all three of those tackles being available to the New York Giants at pick five? Uh, it's pretty. I mean, Ekum's odds have moved. He was a heavy favorite to be a top three pick. Evan Neal opened originally at over under one and a half. He's all the way up to four and a half. Um, I don't think either one will go one or two. I think there's a chance one goes three. It's really interesting. Um, I think Dave Brugler really hammered home how much work the Texans have done on Stingley and Gardner. Mm. Um, I think I don't think the Jets are going to go tackle at four. So I think there's a really good chance the Giants have their pick of their litter. The thing that'll be interesting, and I'm I don't think this will happen, but is if both tackles are there and Sauce Gardner's there. Um. I think they would go sauce at five. Uh, he's another guy whose odds dictate like, he shot up boards. He opened at eight and a half. He went to seven and a half. Now he's at five and a half, and the juice is on the under five and a half. That consistent movement tells you that, like, I bet him originally his first corner, and then two days ago, Fox Bet, by the way, <laughs> is a great place to find stale lines. Ooh. So everyone had. Gardner under seven and a half at like minus two eighty, and Fox Bet had him at minus one forty. 
Uh, so gotta love, gotta love a stale line. Yes. Um, but I think Giants at seven are, is Sauce's absolute floor. But I think there's there's probably like a thirty five percent chance that both that all the tackles are there. Wow. And that'll be that'll be perfect news for the Giants fans, I'm sure, who are listening to this. We all want one of those tackles at five. I want to run a few more by you, but before I do that, I want to. And these are just ones I'm kind of flirting with. But before I do that, I want to see if you hit any of them already. And maybe if you can list off some of the other drop draft props that you've bet already or that you like and that you're considering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to make sure that I find ones that are still currently available because I've been doing this for like three months every day. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning <laughs> is check NFL draft bets. Um so uh, I love Stingley's under. I think you can get it at 11 and a half right now. I got it at 12 and a half. The Vikings yep. are his absolute floor, but he's getting so much buzz. And basically they're, all of his concerns were that his film wasn't great the last couple of years and was he healthy. He tested out, proved he was healthy. Now you hear all the teams leaking. There are no concerns. It's basically everyone's trying to clear the path of we need to celebrate that this guy two years ago would have been be considered the top player in the draft. So I love Stingley there. Um I really like uh, Garrett Wilson's under 10 and a half. Um, that's getting juiced. At the, you, again, you want to shop around, uh, around for lines. I love Aiden Hutchinson over one and a half. That's another way uh, to go. Uh, you can get him between plus 140 and plus 180 over one and a half. Um, I like unders. Uh, I don't like any running backs to get drafted in the first round. The whole thing is that Buffalo is going to take one. They're six to one to take a running back. So if you really want a better running back in the first round, go that direction. But um, one one bet I got plus money that's now like minus two eighty. But again, it's going to happen. Is over five and a half wide receivers. That was plus money originally. That's now it's dead. Not once Jeremiah said there's going to be seven coming off the board. That was it for that. It's also. Just look at the league, right? Like quarterbacks yeah. shot up because of the value of the rookie contract, but now a rookie wide receiver contract is going to be the second most valuable contract. And yeah. so I think you want to keep that in mind when you look at players across the board. What can you get um, that at now, the, the wide receiver over under? I think the lowest one I saw as of like this morning was minus 220. Okay. Um, which I think is still worth betting. Okay. Um, I like Panthers' first pick offensive line. That was two to one. Um, I don't one. think they're going to end up taking a quarterback. I think they're going to take an offensive lineman or trade back or trade back and take an offensive lineman. Uh, I think the Kenny the Kenny Pickett thing, like I like his over was nine and a half, now 12 and a half. Uh, I forget who came out and said it today, but they said if the Panthers don't take Pickett, there's a decent chance he doesn't go in the first round. Um, I love the Steelers are kind of the new Giants or I guess the continuation of the Giants where they let you know what they're going to do, right? Like <laughs> everyone knew Najee was going to the Steelers last year. Yeah, They love Malik Willis. Uh, they were kind of all in on a quarterback. You get that at plus 175. I like that. Um, two, I literally just – I was two minutes late to the show, and it's because DraftKings dropped draft props uh, two minutes before the show. Um, so I took Sky Moore over 34 and a half. Um, I know uh, Daniel Jer- Jeremiah said seven wide receivers. I think that's definitely possible. I think that should be probably closer to 40 and a half. And then I took, honestly, oh, you know what? I'm going to give you a random one okay, that I, like I love. That. Let's do a random um, one. Th- this is a different one. Matt 
I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Ariza. Um, punter from San Diego State. <laughs> the punt, oh, San Diego State punter. Yeah, yeah. nice. Punter. First special <laughs> teams player drafted is oh. plus 150. The next closest guy is plus 500, and he's like the first special teams guy drafted in every single mock draft. The, the um, Penn State dude? Uh, I honest to God don't even wait, know wait, what school you're, he You're saying the plus 500 is the is the San Diego is the San Diego State or the Penn State? Plus 150 is Matt Ariza. And that's who you like or you like the plus 500? No, I like the plus 150. Okay, okay, gotcha. Uh, so there you go, a little day three sweat room yeah. for punters. I like that, a day three sweat. You gotta like that. Um... Yeah, uh, uh, Penning to be a top 10 pick is another one I don't mind. Um, I think that's plus 700, plus 800. Um, there are a few guys that I got that like are gone. Like I got Jameson Williams to be the first wide receiver at 10. Oh, I love that's that. Plus 160. I got uh, Brees Hall to be the number one running back at plus 200. That's my, now minus 250. Um, I got Malik Willis at first quarterback at plus 200. That's now minus 150. So like I don't. The, the the odds are kind of have killed those values. Let me ask you something about one of those bets you said. Because you said, Wilson, you like under 10.5, right? But you also like Williams as the first receiver taken. Do you think there's going to be two receivers taken before – or a receiver taken before the Jets? Yeah. I think the Falcons will take a receiver. The Falcons, you're saying receiver. Okay. And that, that. And I didn't, I don't even necessarily think Williams is going to be the first receiver off the board. Just 10 to 1 was way too – like his odds are appropriate now. It'll be him, London, or Wilson. Right. I, I and it would have been him hands down if he didn't tear his ACL. Oh, without a doubt. I think Williams Williams is my wide receiver one in Knicks as well. And I think the ACL, some teams are going to just throw that out as, as not important and draft him higher anyway. So I, I'm with you on that. And I think the best one you hit to me is just getting sauce early and getting Stingley early. And I do think there's still value on Stingley under 11 and a half. Think of like the recent past drafts, how much money has been made betting these unders for these island corners because they're so rare there's like one or two in every draft jc horn under last year i made a ton of money off of i bet it twice when it kept moving the year before i forgot who it was cj henderson that was another good one that i know was just easy money these are just easy money you take them with they're going inside CJ henderson opened at nine to one to go top 10 in that draft uh jc horn was 16 to one to be the first defender drafted and eight to one to be the first corner i think his over under opened at 13 and a half and I mean, the people I talked to, basically, the Panthers said he's not falling past us. The Cowboys said he's not falling. And it's yeah. like five straight teams were like, there's no way he makes it past us. And I was like, wait, I get all five of these teams? <laughs> and you're right. Like, Stingley's value, best value was 12 and a half. But that doesn't mean that 11 and a half is not a great value right now. And speaking Great. of quarterbacks too, Elliot, I wanted to ask you, I think on DraftKings it's set at four and a half. Would you take the over with guys like Kyler Gordon and – Kyrie Elam kind of gaining steam as we get closer to the draft? Yeah. Um, I think Elam's going to be a first-round pick. Um, they're they're right there, right? I think Gordon opened up at plus 200 to go in the first round. He's down closer to, like, plus 120. Um, there's, there's what? There's three guys that are definitely going in round one, right? Yes. Yeah. And then there's another – Booth is likely to go in round one with a prop of 26 and a half. And then you've got three or four other guys on that cusp. So you need one of those guys to go. Whenever I bet something like this, I want to have at least two outs. If you're telling me I have three or four outs, I like it. 
Oh, I love the outs talk. That's like poker talk right there, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, I want to throw a few more by you and just see if you you can either go with no no comment or like you don't care, indifferent, you like or you dislike. So I want to say the first one to me, Nicobe Dean over 28 and a half. I just don't see teams making the Patrick Queen mistake again. Not to say they're the same prospect, but to me they're similar. And there's way too many other players who I think could be taken within that top 29. Thoughts? I, I have not bet on him. He's one of these interesting case studies for me where okay. everything right now is that he's not going round one. Like almost too much where some team is trying to get that out there. Okay. Um, but the all the odds, uh, the juice is on the over. Like gun to my head, I'm taking the over. But I just I think especially like it's Nicobe Dean at the end of the first round. Like why is this like the talk of all – top draft people like they they all got told the same thing and they all reported it. it's yeah. just interesting to me but i would lean is over it's interesting all right what about Devonte wyatt i like the over 29 and a half with all the weird stuff coming out right now about his off-field stuff and the fact that he's an interior defensive lineman anyway so when we talk about moving quickly yeah. so caesars shout out to caesars because they go out on their own randomly and if you can catch them when they come out Wyatt opened up at 14 and a half oh my god um so that's not, i that's not there anymore is it no i got it five <laughs> minutes after it opened and it was already at 20 and a half and then i went back and hit it an hour later again it was 22 and a half and then the domestic violence thing came out the next day i think walter football reported that and interestingly enough that hasn't picked up a ton of traction yeah um but it's gone to as low as 31 and a half bounced to 29 and a half i mean interior defensive linemen fall yep Interior defensive linemen who have off-field issues fall further, right? So um, I think there's a good chance he falls out of the first round. Yeah, me too. Good. You like that one. I thought Kyler Gordon, I saw this on DraftKings, 33 and a half. I thought that was a weirdly low over-under for Kyler Gordon. I like him, by the way. This this is the other corner out of Washington. But to say that he's going to go off the board within the first two picks that second day, I guess it's possible the back end of the first round, but I don't know. What do you, you have any thoughts on that one? So um, I, I talked to a lot of different people um, and I, one of the reasons I have sources is because I never tweet them out, right? Like that's how I keep mine. I'm, I'm <laughs> certainly no um, Daniel Jeremiah where I got 98 different people hit me up, but one person and I've, I've seen him tweet it out, which is why I feel comfortable um, talking about it. But Ben Solak, who I think is, arguably the best draft analyst that I've I've read uh likes him to go on round one and okay. so I took that at plus 200 okay. but I like kind of but that again implies a 33 percent probability now at minus 115 I don't know if the the Jaguars and Lions really bail me out if those are good outs to get it at minus 115 and now I'm looking at you know a 54 percent probability that's a huge that's a 21 percent difference right so right I wouldn't play it at that number Okay. What what about Big Jordan Davis? I've seen him gain steam in the top fifteen, and his over is set at fourteen and a half. Where would you, where would you go in that direction? <laughs> this is one of the funny parts about this time of year is that we are now up to at least twenty five guys whose floor is fifteen. Right? They're all going top fifteen. Exactly. Right. Um. Josh Norris has made a really compelling compelling argument for his under. But I think it's more about the fact that the Panthers made a mistake drafting Brown in the top yeah. seven um, than Jordan Davis's. I mean, he's got an amazing athletic profile. So, and you've also heard the Ravens are his floor. 
which is great because it's 14 and a half. I got it over 13 and a half at plus 102. Now the over uh, 14 and a half is now minus money. I wouldn't take it at this number because I think he's going to go in that 14 to 17 range. Um, 13 is probably his ceiling. I don't think he's sneaking in the top 10. Um, I don't think he's going to go to Washington. I don't think Minnesota is going to take him. I could see Houston taking him, though. You're rebuilding your franchise. I don't know if interior defensive – as a Jets fan, I can tell you for a fact, interior defensive line is probably not the way to start. Um, (laughs) But he might make a lot of sense for the Ravens. But that's one of those situations where if you do want his under, I'm probably waiting to get the Ravens take X player. Or even if I like his under, I might just look at what are the Ravens to take a defensive lineman. They're probably plus 200, plus 250. That's probably a better way to take his under. There's so many different ways to bet the NFL draft. You want to check all the markets. And these books will be stale. So one of the things that you can catch them on is like they might update – um, a player's over under from 11 and a half to nine and a half, but not changes top 10 odds. Mm. So you always want to check those things as well. That's like a, that's a little draft tip. Like Jermaine Johnson was a guy that went from 10 and a half to nine and a half and his under nine and a half cracked up to like minus 180. It's, it's kind of come down a little bit. You could get him to go top 10 at minus 120. So you're telling me I get an extra pick and I lay 60 cents less of juice. That's amazing. Cool. It's because the books haven't correlated all those different things because it's only the draft that they need to do it. They haven't spent the time to do it. Well, that's cool. That's good to know. I like that little draft tip. Do you have any feel, by the way, Elliot, on any of these, how many players are going to come from a conference in round one bets? The ACC, four and a half. I kind of like the under there. I like the over with six and a half Big Ten. And I kind of like the under with ten and a half SEC. I think there's a good chance some of these back-end SEC guys, Burks being one of them, and there's a few others, including the two interior guys from Georgia that we just talked about, that they could end up falling at potentially out of the first round. Ten and a half seems like a lot to me. Yeah, and the longer a guy like Jordan Davis falls, the more it means that Wyatt falls too, in my right. opinion, because positional runs are a real thing. Just like if Sauce goes three, it moves Stingley up yep. the board. Um. I haven't looked at those particular ones that that well. The way I would do it, though, is I would literally um, – I think two of the best websites are NFL Mock Draft Database, where you can see all the different uh, history uh, – the data from all the different mocks and uh, grindingthemocks.com, and you can see different guys' EDPs. And you basically want to see, all right, who are the guys in the top 40, 42? Because once you get past that, they're probably not first-rounders outside of, like, right. you know, crap shot. How many guys do we see? Like, let me lock. Who are my locks? Do I have like seven SEC locks and five maybes? Do I have nine SEC locks and six? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I would approach all of that and start to just get on the the right side. And you know, like you said before, betting the draft is probably more like poker than any other event, where you can uh, you're just trying to have as many outs as possible. You're trying to play the probabilities. Not everything is like a sure thing. You're just trying to play the odds and. If you bet it throughout the whole process, you can lock yourself into guaranteed profits. Well, I'd love to hear that. And look, it's been a lot of fun, Elliot. I know you're, I want to be cognizant of your time, so I don't want to keep you here forever. Is there any other final advice you'd give fans uh, of the NFL draft or who want to get into betting the draft right now, um, other than what we've already given them? Yeah. Well, let me, let me say that like one, uh, Anthony Amico. I don't know if you guys uh, follow him on Twitter or not, but uh, he works over at ETR on the draft. That man, I think I bet the draft a lot. 
Uh, he makes me look like I don't bet the draft. He is an incredible resource. Um, and what I would say is like the, the biggest thing is get don't care. And I know I started the show with this, but I think it's a great way to do it too. Use data to help make your decisions. Understand like ex- draft ranges. Understand outs. Understand too that when you you bet a guy to go sixth overall or what seventh overall, right? Don't necessarily just assume the Giants can be there. Like it's interesting the Panthers are a trade down spot. What if the Giants are set at seven? We know who they want to take, and uh, the Falcons love Garrett Wilson. Well, the Panthers aren't going to draft a wide receiver, but the Panthers might not pick at six, and all of a sudden, Jamison Williams is 80-1 to one to go sixth overall. Right. There's little things like that. You don't want to necessarily assume that teams are going to take those positions, but the, the biggest mistake that people make when betting the NFL draft is thinking their valuations on a prospect matter. And they matter in other aspects, dynasty, you know, potential success, fun of the draft, understanding prospects, making great um, talk radio podcasts, whatever it is. But when it comes to betting the draft, it's it's one of the reasons why I've stopped watching film because it literally costs me money. And Elliot, I actually want to ask you just before we get you out of here, just of because we know you're an avid Jets fan, right? Your team also has two top 10 picks. So where would you like the Jets to go? Well, I have Sauce at 16 to 1 to be the fourth overall pick. So I'm going to go Sauce at yeah. four. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> So uh, because the Jets are going to be terrible next year, just give me my $800. Um, <laughs> but honestly, the if I'm the, the Jets, the things that – the only thing that matters, and this is why I like them going after Tyreek Hill, is, does Zach, is Zach Wilson good? And yeah. can we set him up to be good? I don't care if they give up 900 points. The AFC is loaded. They're not, they're not competing next year. The only chance they have is for Zach Wilson to hit a ceiling. And so I think you need to do everything you can to surround them with talent. So for me, they need to leave the top 10 with one of Garrett Wilson, Drake London, or Jamison Williams, or it's a failure. At four, like I love Thibodeau's talent. I think he makes a lot of sense. I think having a shutdown corner in Sauce Gardner makes a lot of sense, even if traditionally we don't draft that high. I also think that Ekam or Neal makes a lot of sense of, well, George Fant, is he great? I don't know. He had an okay. He had a solid year. That doesn't. He's got much, many more bad years than good years, right. and he's got one year left on his contract. And you know, there's question marks surrounding Becton, uh, which is interesting because last year he was the franchise player, gets hurt in week one, doesn't play the season, and now it's all the issues you have with him. So I'd have no issue attacking a tackle there too. Um, and I know they signed uh, Uzama and Conklin, but I would love for them to add like a Trey McBride. I would love if they're not even scared to add two receivers in this draft. Uh, out of Brees Hall on the top of the second round. Like anything, I don't care if the Jets give up 900 points <laughs> next year. They they need to do, you need to walk out of next season to know whether or not Zach Wilson is the future. And this draft gives you the opportunity to do that with four top 40 picks. I love it. And it's funny because I remember you saying something very similar last year with regards to the Jets draft. Just build around. I mean, and obviously the idea at that point, when once we had talked, we knew they were kind of taking Wilson. At that point, it was a foregone conclusion. And I think you're right. When you have that quarterback build around him, which is why it's so weird to me the Jaguars are not taking a tackle with this first pick if they're going to stay at this pick. I just don't. I've never understood this from the start of draft season. It never made sense to me even when they franchise tagged Cam Robinson, who's been pretty terrible, to be completely honest. And then they're just, they've had all these edges and now all of a sudden they want another edge instead of trying to build around Lawrence. It just, I just don't get it. 
Well, uh, the reason you don't get it is because yeah. of the first thing you said to me is that Trent Balky is the worst yeah. GM in the NFL, yeah. right? Like, it feels so good. One of the biggest. And this is something we talk about in fantasy and DFS and betting that gets people in trouble is the assumption of rational coaching, right? <laughs> a lot of people assume that because NFL teams pay these guys millions of dollars and they're professionals that they're good at their jobs. Like bad franchises stay bad for reasons, right? Like they continue to make the same mistakes yep. over and over and over again. And like, yeah, the Jaguars should take a tackle. It really, sh- it shouldn't even be up for debate. Yeah. It shouldn't be up for debate, but they're probably not going to. And like people will tell me, they'll tweet me, oh, Evan Neal's 16 to 1 to go first overall. How much sense does Evan Neal make? To me or Trent Balky? Because yeah. to me, it makes all the sense in the world, but it doesn't matter. And that goes back to getting in trouble. You know what I mean? Yep. I totally get it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Elliot. This was awesome. Again, for everybody else, if you want to follow Elliot, let, let, let the fans know where they can follow you on Twitter so they can be, get your up-to-date bets. And then, obviously, you went over where they can follow your work. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can uh, subscribe to the newsletter at fantasylife.com backslash newsletter. Would love that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Christ. Uh, good luck spelling that right the first time. But it's 1L, 1T, and no H in Christ. Um, and, guys, this is, this is fantastic. Uh, I actually have a few friends that listen to this show. Um, and don't read my work as much. And then will tell me every time I come on the show how awesome the show is. Um, so uh, shout out shout out to you guys for putting together an amazing show. Well, I'd love thanks. to hear that. And shout out to your friends who listen and keep, keep us going. So thanks, thanks again, Elliot. Everybody else, have a great rest of your week. And we'll talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.